Hey everyone, this is episode three and it is the second half of episode two. So if you need to be reminded where our conversation was paused at the end of episode two, go back and listen to the last few seconds. That way you can jump right into the conversation with us starting right now. So Jesus, even though he was not running for anything and he was not trying to get his name known for a political stance, right. he stood up yeah. and for, I mean, boundaries that people had never crossed before. For example, the woman at the well. Mm-hmm. When he goes Lepers. to the, the <laughs> yeah. woman yeah. at the well, I mean, she was a Samaritan woman. And the yeah. Jews, they wouldn't even look at a Samaritan. They wouldn't talk to him. Uh, yeah. They want nothing to do with him because they were half-breeds. And, and someone might look at that and say he's making a political statement, but, but he wasn't. He mm-hmm. was making a biblical, theological statement that people took, yeah. religious people took to be political because they were so steeped in politics yeah. that their worldview had been corrupted. Yep. And, and I, th- I think even more, he was just making a loving yeah. statement. And when we see that, man, Jesus, why did he go to that woman? Because he loved her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't have to go. You know, they always went around Samaria. He, he wasn't. He yeah, decided that, He to wasn't a, a politician, baby-hugging person because he was trying to get people to yeah. look at Hope him. For he him did it because he is. loved people. And, and I love that you brought the woman up the well. It's a perfect example that um, race and ethnic dissension was biblical. Oh, yeah. Before it was ever political. Mm-hmm. And so what did Jesus do? And he gave a really great. He loved him. Yeah. Period. There was no alter, you know, as had that discussion with my wife before we came here to record and and you know, I, I said you look at scripture and you look at, at even the disciples, the people who followed Jesus, they a lot of them thought it was political because oh he's going against the the regime, you know, he's going he's fighting Rome, he's going against our our, yeah. our um, dictatorship that, that's got us holding us down. Now, some of the stuff that Jesus taught, that wasn't Jesus's purpose. He wasn't going to 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 free the people from this, you know, political, you know, slavery. He was going to free them from this earthly slavery. They're sinful. So the, right, the, the slave of sin, sin the yeah. slave of the, the earth, which is sin. And and by byproduct, the, the stuff that is biblical, that the Romans were, you know, holding down on the Israelites, those seemed, that's what a lot of people would catch on to. And you see these encounters where, where the Romans or these Pharisees or Jewish Pharisees and, and people were trying to get catch Jesus to say something political. Yeah, they, they were, were trying yeah. to catch him, they were, and they were like, yeah. "Yo, uh, Jesus, what well, you know? You, like you pay, healed, pay you taxes healed to by, Caesar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was as political yeah. What, as it what, got. Yeah, what about that, Jesus? What What do you say about that? And he was like, "Well, give to Caesar what is Caesar, give to God what is God's. Exactly. If I have to just give this penny to Caesar, I'm going to give everything else to God, and that you know, and that's exactly." The point that we're trying to look at, and that is that makes all the difference in in you know, and again, I'm not trying to belittle or, but when I say the 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 issues that are going on right now, they've gone on for decades, and again, we've just said this, they've gone on since man, mm. right? You look at the racism descends from hatred. Yeah. There's a there's an evil, there's a hate. Hate started with Cain and Abel. Yeah. That you I mean that's our first account biblically of hate yeah. is is you know. Um, Cain murdering his brother. And, and guess what? The murder didn't just happen. It was an attitude before it was an act. Yeah. Cain had this attitude before he ever acted upon it. You see it in Scripture, that, that account. I believe it's in Genesis 4, maybe. Um, yeah. And and literally, God goes to Cain, and God's like, Cain, why are you so angry? Mm-hmm. And that, that I believe that word angry in the Hebrew is like a furious rage, not like a, man, I stubbed my toe, that made me yeah. mad, you know? But this rage that he was going to act on, and God knew he was going to act on it, and 
you know, I think yeah. Garrett probably knows it better than I do, but basically God's like, yeah. be careful because you're going to act on it. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's good. You know, even going back to Genesis before Cain and Abel, like, all right. That had know, nothing to do with race yeah. or ethnicity, but that was hate. And it, that's what exactly. racism is. And, it's what, hate. and racism also comes from from a sense of pride. Right. That, that, you know, there's white supreme. How is there still white supremacists? Like, how is that even a thing? Like, how is the Ku Klux Klan? I, anyways, um, but, uh, yeah. you, you know, it comes with pride in, in the first sin in all of humanity was pride. Adam and Eve wanted to be like God. Yeah, they, they wanted to have they, the knowledge. They yeah. wanted to have the knowledge that he had. Well, they got it. <laughs> they got part of it. <laughs> they anyway. got something. They got the knowledge of sin. Uh, yeah, but so I, I think our goal as, as Christians now is, is one, we want to, uh, of course, our overall message is is love. We want to uh, give love. We want to show love. We want to show people who love is. Uh, but also, as Christians, Christ has called us so many times in Scripture, we want to be humble. We want to practice humility. We want to be meek. Those all things that are opposite yeah. of pride. Yeah. Uh, and, and how can we fight that? You, you talked about Adam and Eve getting knowledge. And it's it's interesting because when they ate from the tree, it says that their eyes were opened and they were able to, to discern good from evil. And that almost completely mirrors what Paul says in Romans about the law. The law, uh, in, in that a few verses before the one I just read, he said, is the law sin? Absolutely not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin if it weren't for the law. For example, I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said, do not covet. It, it, he's comparing the law to the, to, to the fruit that Adam and Eve ate, that it opened his eyes to sin. But he's, but, but he's saying that having our eyes open to sin and transforming ourselves so that we don't act on our sin are two completely different things. Mm-hmm. N- for Adam and Eve, knowing good and evil didn't teach them to act on good and not act on evil. Having the law, Israel didn't just all of a sudden never do bad things. I mean, they were corrupt. Hundred years argue, in they, they to having the law, gotten worse after that's the what law. Paul is <laughs> saying, that's, that's exactly what Paul is saying. Right. Is, is the law, while it is good and pure and holy, because the law is the reflection, the revelation of God's character. So mm-hmm. it is good, holy, and timeless. It isn't something that inhabits us. It's not something that transforms us. Only Christ can do that, and and that goes back to what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. I'm talking about murder. He says, you have heard that it was said to our ancestors, do not murder. That's the Ten Commandments, part of the law. He says, whoever murders will be subject to judgment, but I tell you, everyone who is angry with his brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Whoever insults his brother or sister will be subject to the court. Whoever says, you fool, will be subject to hellfire. So if you are offering your gift on the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has said something against you, leave your gift in front of the altar, go and be reconciled with your brother and sister, and then come back. Mm -hmm. He's, He's saying, listen, the act of murder... That's not where sin begins. The sin of of Cain murdering Abel didn't begin with him murdering Abel. It began with the heart. Yeah. And it's the same with racism. It's the same yeah. with with adultery. And he goes on to say that about yeah. next. About and, and that lusting. connects, you know, even with Hosea 6 6. Uh, oh, throwback. God's Let's go. Throwback to Hosea. That. Is that Let's a book that. in the Bible? Let's get that Old Let me, Testament, son. <laughs> Let's get it. I've been seeing that a lot, and I've kind of, I was reading through it. 
uh, two days ago. Poor Hosea. And he says, God, God says to his people, he says, look, I desire Hosea mercy, not sacrifice. Yeah. And Jesus quotes the same thing yeah. to, to the Pharisees. I, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. The same thing, what you just read, Garrett, about uh, leave your gift at the altar and, yeah. and go show mercy on your brother. That's where we need to be. As, uh, as Christians, as society, we need to be not so focused on the external and not yeah. so focused on is this right or is this right or right. oh I'm mad at them or blah 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 but focus on mercy and having compassion yeah, yeah and, and David one the king after God's own heart in his psalm says the same thing he says he says for you do not desire and I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember the exact psalm he says He's making you, up you do not yeah. desire yeah, <laughs> a sacrifice or a burnt offering but a perfect and contrite heart you yeah. desire me to be faithful yeah. to you more than you desire me to act as if I'm faithful I, to I can't you. wait until we get into the video portion of our podcast and we start videoing and just to get Garrett's boy he's, they they don't know what they see. they don't no. know what he's doing behind he just, the mic he's three inches from my face he yeah <laughs> he was about to swing on now he gets hype son and, and you know you talking about the we can't you know that Chris you're deferring the external versus internal internal words are hard mark 7 17 through 23 after jesus had left the crowd and entered the house his disciples asked him about this parable so i love the disciples man they're just like human and they're just so ignorant sometimes to to think of the disciples as anything more than just dirty fishermen yeah just nasty doesn't do justice to who and like they're not educated you know like one or two of them were but so he says and this is Mark 7, um, and now in 18. Are you so dull, he asks. I mean, get them. Get them, Jesus. <laughs> Don't you see Dinner. that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? Now, they were talking about food and, and things like that, uh, un- unclean food that the Jewish culture was not eating. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, for yeah. it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. That part is 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 important to the next part, but we're not talking about food. He went on. All right, this is the part I want you to get. What comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, immorality, (laughs) theft was the next word. I I started before I got there. All right, here's another one. You ready for this one, Christian? I'm ready. Are are you ready? Murder. What, Garrett, what were you saying a few minutes ago about murder? What else is murder? It begins in the heart. Yeah, hatred is murder. Adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All of these evils come from inside and defile a person. There will never be a solution on this earth that solves, name it, racism, um, murder, theft, burning buildings down. There will never be a solution except for one. And that is heart change through Jesus. Jesus. That is the only solution that we will ever have. So until we as the race of humankind can get that, we're going to struggle. We're going to have racism, whether we like it or not, until we understand that change comes from Christ. Change comes from the power of the Bible and not from the power of government leadership, no matter what that government looks like. I don't care what you believe, whether you should have dictatorship, democracy, whatever. It doesn't matter. They're all broken systems because the only true system is going to come after this life when Christ changes the world, you know, hits the reset button Mm -hmm. in an easy way to describe, and we're made new again in Christ. That's when it'll be fixed. uh, That's good. 
I, I, I really like that passage a lot. Um, that doesn't mean we stop trying, though. Yeah. That doesn't mean, well, okay, we'll just sit around exactly. and wait until well, we so, die. Yeah, let's, let's, let's change the conversation now. first. Yeah. yeah. It means we pray first. Where do we start? It's got to start with the Bible. Yeah, it starts with prayer. It starts right. with transformation through Christ and then goes into our actions because then we have wisdom, then we have spirit, then we have... That connection to God the, yeah. through the spirit. You see yes, well, let's shift the conversation. We've talked a lot about the inside and we know the heart. The human heart is wicked. Uh, yeah. And so, overall, to sum it up, it, it, especially if you're young, and um, this is a lot for you right now. This is a lot for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Googling a lot tough. of stuff. But just... Um, this is a tough topic. Just just know that, that it starts on the inside, and it starts with Christ. That's the only thing that's going to clean up the inside. Yeah. Jesus talked to the Pharisees about cleaning the outside yeah. of the cup. Well, we need to be focused on what's on the inside. Okay, we have that. Let's shift the conversation. As Christians... We have the spirit inside of us. Jesus' yeah. blood has washed us clean. Do we still struggle? Yes. But how now do we respond to things that are going on in the world? How do we respond, respond to racism? How do we yeah. respond to what's going on in the news? Like, yeah, for example, yeah. Yeah, like, what do we tell our kids? What do we, how do we act? In our, what are our own actions right now? Because obviously we can't just sit around and do nothing. Um, and, and I think it's good to, to sit around and, and to pray, <laughs> to pray for the situation and to pray for our black brothers and sisters, but there's more. So, so let's talk about that. What's what's the more that we can do as Christians? What should be the Christ-like response in this situation? Winning souls, because here here's what I and and it, it, this is this is coming from Bible. This isn't Micah's opinion. We're always gonna have brokenness, mm-hmm. right? So so if I'm if I if for this specific topic, if I'm looking a a black human being in the face and saying, here's what's more important. All right, and and I and I'm gonna be real that that might not be received well all the time, but eternity is more important than what we're gonna experience in this world. And what I would try to emphasize, what the application I would try to use is, is we have to win souls. That's our goal as, as Christians. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that. Like I said, I don't I don't think there's a governmental. There might be policies and things that can be put in place that can help with the systemic issues. But again, it's got to go back to the heart. So, so if I'm looking at someone and they're saying, "What would you do to fix this?" or "What you know, I I, I can't fix it," but yeah. if they're saying, "What would you What would you say?" I would urge anyone that either doesn't believe or does believe to look into Scripture, see who Jesus was, and see what eternity is, mm-hmm. and and see you know and see the truth of that. And we see in Scripture we're going to have pain on this earth. And, and when, when we see that, it's not a we might have it or it doesn't say what kind we'll have. What it, Let me rephrase that. It doesn't say what kind every person will have. Yeah. It just says we're going to have pain. Does that mean we are accepting of it and don't try to, you know, like ra- for racism, for for instance, there there's a pain there. There's a deep pain. Again, Garrett prefaced this at the very, very beginning. I don't know that. I know what pain is. I don't know what that pain feels like because exactly. I've never experienced that. And I can say that, but I know what pain is and I know the solution to the pain. It's a different pain. It may even hurt to a different degree, but I know the solution to that pain is is Jesus. And I know because of my faith in Jesus, the pain that I've experienced doesn't just go away. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and you look at racism, if racism were to end tomorrow and everyone's hearts would be changed, there are still going to be people that for the rest of their lives, black people that are still going to be affected by the times in their life when they were 
um, looked mm-hmm. at differently, treated differently because of the race, they're still going to be affected by that. The way they live is still going to be altered. There's still going to be a pain there, mm-hmm. but that pain is going to be absolved mm-hmm. in I, I, Christ. Yeah. Um, I think so for sure. Salvation is a, is an end goal, and we want everybody to be saved. Uh, I think that's the end means. But what about like, uh, you know, I have a I talked to two um, really good of my best friends that are black. They are some of the strongest Christians I know. They're already saved. What do I do for them in this moment? They're already, I mean, they, they, they've got the end goal. They know Jesus. They're going to heaven if they yeah. died right now. I know that. So how, how do we help them? And also to think, you know, we, we want to preach the gospel wherever we're at. We want to show the gospel. How do we show the gospel? How do we show that love? I, I think that's really important because I, I think, I know for sure that when people look at the church, I think they know that we want people to go to heaven. Uh, people look at us and, and they know that, that Christians want other people uh, or at least they should. They want other people to go to heaven, and we preach so that people can be saved. But that is the goal. Salvation is the goal, but also how do we love people um, in between all of this? Uh, because we still have to spend time on earth. Yeah. Uh, we can think of eternity all we want, and we should always set our minds for eternity, but what can we do in the now? Um, yeah, we got to be the a, church. Yeah, I think a big one for, for that situation there with with people that you know are Christians, that you know you share a, a faith, you unify by that faith. You you worship together. Maybe you grab some of your friends that might be white, some of their friends that might be black, and you yeah. all join together, and you just spend time worshiping together. And and you, you get unified as one group. You find that unifi- unification that you have in the Spirit, and you participate in it through worship. I think that's a big one that we do as Christians with other Christians that that might be of different ethnicities. The question, yeah, what I I, I know that you're asking is what do we do as the church for those that are are outside of Christ, those that might not, you know, like Micah said, you, you teach that you bring salvation to them, you show them what comes through Christ, but how do we how do we enact change here while also proclaiming the eternal kingdom yeah. that Christ has brought. And thinking of how would, if Jesus was in 2020, I asked this question the other day. Yeah. Uh, I Actually, I'd asked this question. I did an interview um, with one of my good friends, uh, and we showed it to our youth group. And it was, uh, her name is Jasmine Barnett. She's one of my best black friends in the world. And she was willing enough to do an interview for our youth group for our service mm-hmm. this week. Uh, and I asked her that question. That was good, Gary. I asked her the question, uh, if Jesus was in 2020, how would he respond to all of this? Now, I said, I don't think Jesus would have an Instagram. I think he's a little smarter than us. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if he'd be wasting his time on social media. Maybe he would. Maybe he would be a yeah. social media guru. I don't know. But how Can would Jesus... Jesus <laughs> hey, follow me. What up, what up, fam? <laughs> he, he DMs you, follow <laughs> Vlog me. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Vlog hey, Jesus. He always said follow him in the Bible. Maybe he would be on Instagram. Hey, I don't swag. know. But how, how would Jesus respond in today's time, and I think what we need to do is think about uh, biblically how Jesus responded, and then take that in today's time how yeah. Jesus would respond. And, and I think we need to starts with, with relationships. Yeah. Starts with the relationships. Yeah. All of the church. Good, good. Let's go from there. The, yeah. the church's success, and what I mean by success, it's loosely used that word, but numerical growth. The way it started with thirteen. Well, mm-hmm. it started with one. Started with Jesus. Grew to those his twelve disciples, and from there it was like wildfire. How did it start? Well, it started with Jesus' relationship. It started with the relationships he poured into those 12 and 
it was just different. lived with them. Like it was just yeah. life. It, it wasn't, it yeah. was him teaching them. Here's what, here's what God has to say. And, and then ultimately training them into disciples and then sending them out and saying, do the same thing I just did with you. Make relationships, mm-hmm. you know, spend time with people there. You know, we, we, I've said it, we've said it before here at church. People are not going to know how much you love them to show how much you care. Yeah. You know, they, they don't, they don't, you know, for someone who's a non-believer or is going through a struggle, financial, whatever that is, they're not going to care, you know, what you have to say about Jesus until you show how much you care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, man, you I love you, you and, and I genuinely love you because I've taken, you know, I, I've given you this or I've provided or helped you do this. So I'm showing you and you don't do it so that you can say, hey, I helped you. So now let me tell you about Jesus. You do it because you actually do love him like Jesus did. You yeah. know, Jesus and the woman at the well, he didn't go to make a point. He, he went because he loved her, and a point yeah. was made because of his love for that woman. That that to his deep spiritual godlike love um, for that that woman, for her heart, for he, for her eternity. Yeah. And if, and if we care about people's eternity, like you said, you know, you were saying a minute ago, we we can look forward to eternity, and that's great. But we still have to live mm-hmm. on earth. If we care about people's eternity, we should care about how they live here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we're worried about their eternity, we need to be worried about how we can impact their life. Yeah, because we only have like. I mean, yeah. average lifespan is about eighty De- years. Couple we, decades. We don't have a long time. And I probably won't make sixty. So you talked about <laughs> you talked about how Jesus, uh, there was an explosion from him, and the reason there was an explosion, like you said, because of the relationships, but because of how distinct what he brought was from what already was. Yeah. I mean, I mean he wasn't. He's was different. <laughs> he, he wasn't teaching a religion that was what they had you know the the religion of judaism the religion of of all the pagan religions that created a yoke with it They're, they were burdened by that religion because it was all about do 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 follow this instruction follow this instruction make sure you adhere to this law and jesus was different mm-hmm. and uh, listen in in matthew i love what this says Matthew 11, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then he says, Take up my yoke and learn from me. So, so he's comparing himself to the religion of that you're yoked to it. You, you have to follow this religion. You have to tie yourself to this. But he says, Take up my yoke and learn from me because I am lowly and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's saying, I'm different than the religion. You yeah. know, you were burdened by laws. Law, you were yeah. burdened by what you had to do. But for me, you just, ha- my yoke is easy because you have to, all you have to do is have me inside you. All you have to do is let my spirit enter your heart and everything else is going to flow out of you. And so at that time, that was so different than what they had that people jumped on that train and they said, I want to get to know this, this type of religion. I want to get to know this type of relationship. I want to experience this love. And so people tied themselves to that and it exploded as a result from that. And if we want issues like sin issues that are taking place today to be, uh, exposed and, and, and burned away, we need to get back to what Jesus started on with saying, enter into my presence, yeah. let my spirit enter into you, yeah. and spread it through relationship. The, the, the phrase I was struggling to remember a minute ago is, people don't care how much you know 
until they know how much you care. Yeah. That exactly. was the phrase I was yeah. getting at. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what I was trying to say earlier. I didn't know I, I was, <laughs> you know, working around that when you shifted gears. And that that's, I think, the importance. That's the practicality. We have to make relationships with people. Yeah. Not not fakely. Not not to say like, oh, well, I know I need to do this because then I, I get like a, then I, I get an opportunity to tell them about Jesus. No, it's it's the same. I want to have this relationship with this person because Jesus yeah. loves this person dearly. And I love them, yeah. and I and I want to love them dearly, and I want to to help them and guide them, and and have them help me. I don't yeah. know about you all, but I've learned a lot about my faith through people who are early in their faith, or maybe were just beginning their faith. You know, like mm. we're, you know, as they get baptized or as they accept mm. Jesus, I learn a lot from those yeah. people because there's something you know, <laughs> Jesus said it, something about the childlike faith yeah. to be just be totally all in and and not not having one foot in the world and one foot in Scripture, but totally all in. Yeah. And as we talk about relationships and Jesus building those relationships, and we do it on this this same episode about uh, racial concerns and, and uh, racism that that's going on, let's talk about what do we do with our relationships now, yeah. uh, going forward. You how know, do we strengthen them, and yeah, how do we strengthen them, especially you know now thinking about the black community. Yeah, I shared the other day that the story of the Good Samaritan. Jesus tells this story, and this lawyer asks, how can I get to heaven? And and Jesus says, well, what does the law say? And the lawyer says, well, you should love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. He's like, oh, I know he the law. He knew the answer, yes. But then— Even he, the demons exactly, know scripture. Yeah, exactly. But then Jesus says, okay, well, or he asks Jesus the question. He goes, well, who's my neighbor? And, and I, I think from a, a, a Christian standpoint, we need to ask that question, who's our neighbor? Well, how did Jesus answer that? Uh, he tells the story of the Good Samaritan. This guy was beaten. He was jumped. Uh, the priest who, I mean, basically the pastor should have been there. He steps beside him. Nah, the, the music is the leader the comes road. in. The, Levit- the, yeah, the, the worship leader. <laughs> the worship leader says, nah, I'm out of here. That's the Levite. But then it was a Samaritan. And Jesus, he With uses that. Uh, the worship leader and his fake glasses. Yeah, skinny They're not prescription. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and then Jesus talks about the Samaritan uh, who the Jews hated the Samaritan. So this grabs the lawyer's attention. He shows him. He says, look. This he asked him the question at the end of the parable. He says, "Who do you think uh, showed to be the neighbor?" And of course, the lawyer answered, "The one who showed showed mercy." Uh, uh, and the one who showed mercy was that good Samaritan. So I, I think as we're going on, how do we show mercy? How do we become a good neighbor? Because there are people, for example, that person that got jumped in the parable, the good Samaritan, uh, he was hurting, obviously physically, clearly, yeah. uh, probably emotionally. Um, I, I'm probably spiritually. Dead. Yeah, yeah, he was I mean, half to the point dead. Of death, yeah. Right now, who's hurting in our world? Yeah. Our black community is hurting very yeah. badly. Uh, and we have some are, some of our brothers and sisters of Christ, some are not saved. It, it doesn't matter. The black community is hurting. So now as Christians, our job is we need to be there for them. Yeah. We need to be the good neighbor for them. Now, overall, Jesus is the ultimate uh, good Samaritan. He yep. is that great neighbor. But we're to follow that example of Christ, and he gives us that example. So uh, let's talk of this. How can we be a good neighbor right now in 2020? Somebody's listening to this, and, and they're asking, Christian, Mike, again. Maybe. We, maybe it's just Ma- Yeah, us. maybe. <laughs> All right. My mom might only be listening to this. I d- actually, I doubt that. She don't even listen to podcasts. Uh, My wife, maybe. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's just us three re-listening. All right, as we're re-listening to this, if you are listening to this, what do we do now? We've talked a lot about everything going on and, and a lot of biblical aspects. Uh, how do we help our black? Um, how do we help our black friends? How, how do we help the black community that's stro- struggling? And how do we help them specifically? You guys think on that? 
I'll give some examples just through talking uh, and texting out to some of my friends. But one of the things that that we can do, you can always pray, and I encourage you to 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 really and truly pray uh, for the black community. But I also encourage you to reach out. They are hurting right now, and you might not even realize it. You might you might have a, a black a few black friends, and hopefully you do. Uh, if not, that's a good start is to build relationships with people that are not your color and people who are different from you. Um, but also just to reach out to them. Let them know you're there. You love them. You're praying for them. If they need anything, you're there. You don't have to understand everything. Like we said earlier, we don't understand any of this or what it's like to go through it. But we can be there for people uh, and they can help guide us and you can learn for them. Um, also, some of the things you can do is is just continue to uh, to build your knowledge. You know, Russell Springs. Uh, we are. It's a great community here, but just the obvious is there's not a black community here really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there, not, there. Not a very big one, I, yeah. yeah. There's not a big one at least. Uh, just the few. I've almost been here a year, and it's almost non-existent. So we can think, oh, it's not a problem for our community. As Christians, if my brother suffers, I suffer. Mm-hmm. If they hurt, I hurt. Yeah, I, uh, I think one of the one of the things we can do is try. You know, we can't step into their shoes, but we can try to share in their experiences. Um, I had a friend in college that was taking a uh, his. He was a history major. He was taking some history of churches, denominations, classes, or something, and and he was he had an assignment where he had to attend. A, a black church um, and experience a worship service there and then just kind of write a paper on how it was different. And I went with him. And that experience was so distinct from my normal experience of worship that I, it, it kind of got me to realize, you know what, the way some people worship isn't always how I worship. And that goes to show the way some people experience life isn't always going to be the same mm. as the way that I experience life. Are you, are so you the, saying people are different? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> are you saying we're each and unique okay and have our own identity? And, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, and, yeah, I mean, we, we all are different, <laughs> but we can't go into life expecting everyone's life experiences and, and the way that their world, their life experiences have shaped their worldview to be the same as ours. Mm. And so in order to be able to long, come along someone to build a relationship, you have to have a common denominator, mm-hmm. which means we have to be able to... to, to enter ourselves into something that they might have gone mm. through or experienced. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really good. What Garrett said is, is his friend had to go and experience something. And I think how, how do we experience things in a sense? I think a way that we can um, be there for our black brothers and sisters, though we might, we will never experience the same no, thing. They absolutely go through. Not. Exactly. No, no. But what you guys did through just educating yourself yeah. and, and maybe reaching out to um maybe and like i said maybe you don't have a lot of black friends you can reach there's all kinds of people on instagram you can reach out uh it is so easy to reach out to people nowadays you can visit a black church you can talk to uh maybe call a black pastor and say hey preacher what can i do for your church how can i pray for you yeah. guys you can yeah. do those kings but you can also educate yourself on their history and while why they are in the position that they're in and while they are why they are hurting so bad and I think education really educating yourself on this particular subject really shows you more how you can help and truly love somebody yep. the way Christ would love them yeah absolutely and, and and so that's you know this is kind of where we're at you know we like we said we we want this podcast you know primarily it started as hey let's get together and let's let's talk and and let's edify 
uh, each other. Garrett, you got you got that on Google still pulled up now. Um, let's edify each other. Let's build each other up. Let's let's strengthen our relationships by helping each other through. You know, we each everyone's going to read scripture in a different way. Um, you know, scripture ha- ha- is truth, but we're going to hear different things. Scripture is living, breathing word. So when Christian reads it, even it, it, it's I read the same words as Christian does. We might have two different total. Yeah. Not 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 differing, not totally different perspectives, meaning against each other, not contradicting, but he what what part he might stick with him, it might be different than what I what I take home. And so through these conversations, we can build each other up. And, and Christians, right? You know, we we talked about how what can we do? You know, we, and again, we people don't know how much we people don't care how much we know until they know how much we care. Mm-hmm. And so how can we care? How can mm-hmm. we love? How can we show? So you at home, you if you're listening. Think about like Christian. He gave us some good examples. What can you do to show love? And and I, through this podcast, this this episode specifically, we have talked about the black community. Don't limit yourself to that. Definitely, no, yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah. do not leave them out. Yeah. Obviously, reach out, especially during this time. Right now, you know, reach out. But throughout your life, and that's a kind of like what Christian said. Kind of. I mean, it's okay. Um, I like what he said. Who's hurting right now? What you know, there's always gonna be people that are hurting. There's always someone that we can be a Samaritan. Right, and to. so right now, yeah. he, Christians, right, right now, the black community especially is really hurting because of all of the arguments, all of the the dissension with with the 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 the, the killings and and the things that have happened, uh, and just the way they've been treated. And and so, how can we reach out to them specifically now? But always be thinking about that as a Christian. We we can't love God unless we're loving people. Those go hand yeah, in hand. They do. If you say you love God and you're not loving people, you ain't loving God. You might not be loving God. No, I'll, I'll take it back. You ain't loving God. And, and going back to the what you said at the very beginning, we were all made in the image of God. Yeah. And we reflect God. Absolutely. If you're not loving his reflection, you're not going to love him. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. And so in order to love God, we must be loving people. And, and that's a great huh statement for you. It is. If you're not loving, if you're not loving people, are you really loving God? Huh. Mm-hmm. And so what we want you to do with this podcast, not this this specific episode, but all of the episodes we'll ever make, we want you, we our desire for this podcast is for you to say something, uh, hopefully you know we love you, and, and to say something, um, you know, through scripture that makes you go, huh. And what we want you to do with that is we want your new knowledge or your reminded knowledge of what we've maybe said from scripture to change the way you live so that someone you interact with, someone you encounter, they say, huh, because of something you've done. They say, huh, that person's a Christian? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's what Jesus looks like. That's the reaction we want you to, to bring out of someone because of Scripture. Not for your gain, but for Christ's gain. We want, we want to say things that make you think. We want to say things that make you want to act. Again, it's all from Scripture. We're not geniuses. If you noticed, we read a lot from Scripture today. We read several verses from Old Testament and New Testament. We pulled out Hosea. Christian straight up said, y'all, y'all remember Hosea? I, I bet some of you didn't know Hosea was a book in the Bible. I forget. Beautiful <laughs> book, especially yeah. the first four chapters. So, so it's, it, it's, we're all from Scripture. Everything we do, and I hope you recognize that through this episode, it's actually two episodes, guys, just so you know, because we're over an hour recording this. So um, <laughs> the, from these two episodes, we hope that you hope we hope this sets the pace for you with this podcast of what we desire we desire to give you scripture and scripture alone we want to go from scripture entering the heads our heads our knowledge to entering our hearts and from that transformation that happens in our hearts going into our hands hands. and it's pivotal 
and you guys know this, we've talked about this today. It's got to happen through relationships. Yeah. It's got mm-hmm. to happen through relationships. The relationships we build with other people. I have a student here. I'm not going to say who it is. She hates when I say this phrase because she just like thinks it's cringy. Uh, we got to live life together. We got to do life together. She, she I say I that like all the time that. to make her mad. <laughs> she just she thinks that oh phrase gosh, specifically. So she agrees with the sentiment, but she's yeah. just like, ah, oh, just that phrase is weird. That's but good. so the point is, do life with people. Do life with people that are different than you. Do life with people that are the same as you because that's what Jesus did. And if there's any hatred in your heart towards any race or any maybe pride in your heart um, because repent. of your race, repent. repent. Yeah. Peter said it first. That was he the first thing first. Jesus yeah. said too. And you know, his first yeah. his first sermons, one of his first sermons, repent. It's, it's, it's inward out. Yep. As for forgiveness, you know, Drew Brees had a controversial statement, quarterback for the New Orleans uh, Saints. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to go into the politics of that statement, but he shouldn't have said it. Yep. And the next day, uh, because of a lot of the, he hurt a lot of people. He hurt a lot of his um, fellow black Teammates, athletes. Probably, yeah, yeah. But he come out with an apology statement today, and I believe Drew Brees is a great man, and I I know he's a man of God. But but there's always that chance to offer yeah. that God always offers forgiveness. Uh, and if you've had any hatred in your heart, and uh, I encourage you to talk with somebody, uh, but more importantly, talk with God uh, and, and ask Him to remove that hatred right. if it's towards another race. And, and you know, like you said. I, we may be, I heard this phrase and as a student, it's stuck with me since. We may be the only Jesus that someone ever sees. Yeah. So the way you live should make people who don't know Jesus or who have chosen not to live that life at that point in their lives, the way you live should make them say, huh, that person's different. There's something different about that person. And the difference in those people, hopefully us as Christians, is the love of Christ. Yeah. We love you guys. And we'll see you next time.